What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Tuesday, March 2nd, and uh, it's March. Stating the obvious today to start the show out, but hey, it's March, so that means Mock Draft 2.0 is officially live, so that's what we're going to break down on the podcast today. Of course, you can check out the mock itself over at ftnfantasy.com. Uh, but I'll break down uh, my objective for the mock, what I did in this particular mock that was different from Mock Draft 1.0, which I released about a month ago. We have a trade in this bad boy, so that was a lot of fun as well. Uh, just give some general thoughts here as uh, you know we're starting down that road of the pre-draft process, the most interesting pre-draft process really perhaps in the history of the league. I mean, this is going to be an unprecedented year. Before I get to that, though, let me tell you about our presenting sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest-growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than all the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks, and that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, football. Hey, Monkey Knife Fight has it all, and you know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? A free $5 game for you just for signing up, and if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you could be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win state and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. All right, so Mock Draft 2.0 officially live over at ftnfantasy.com. By the way, over at ftnbets.com, it's March. I said it again. But that means March Madness is coming up, and we have our pre-sale for our March Madness guide uh, going on over at ftnbets.com. You get all of the sharp betting analysis that we have. We have projections. Man, I stink at brackets, but I get the feeling that this thing's going to help me out this year. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And, of course, uh, a lot of great analysis from my good friend Brad Evans must get that thing, ftnbets.com. All right, so here's the objective. Mock Draft 1.0, I didn't really change much of my overall objective. Generally speaking, I want to do two things with Mock Drafts. I want to identify players who are likely to go either you know early in the first round or maybe crack the first round, so first-round talent. And then also, I want to... Uh, really pinpoint the biggest needs for these NFL teams, the the direction they're most likely to go in in the first round, or you know potentially could also be day two of the draft. Now that being said, my objective is not to be right, and I know that there are a lot of holier than thou people out there on social media. Imagine that, who know everything and want to tell you how wrong you are. I don't care. I know I'm not going to be right. I know I'm not, but it's an academic exercise really for those two main reasons. Identify first-round talent and identify team needs. That's the that's the best part about mock drafts for me. So let's roll through them. At number one, I didn't change anything from mock draft 1.0. I go Trevor Lawrence, obviously, duh, to Jacksonville, duh. I don't think they trade out of this. I don't think anything changes here. At number two in mock draft 1.0, I had Zach Wilson going to the Jets. I still have Zach Wilson going to the Jets. Now, I think I may have been, I wasn't the only one out there by any means a month ago 
talking about Wilson to the Jets, but now the masses seem to be warming to this idea, and he does seem likely to go number two, and I do think it is the Jets who take him there. Now, at number three, the first go-round, I had Jamar Chase going to Miami, but guess what, baby? We have a trade. With Deshaun Watson digging his heels in and saying he's not going to play, and Houston saying that they're not going to trade him, well, I think this could force somebody's hand in the, dra- in the draft to trade up. And that somebody is Carolina. I think Carolina is going to make a power move regardless whether it's going out and getting Deshaun Watson or if that's not going to happen before the draft, moving up the board to get Justin Fields. So Carolina trades with Miami, moves up, takes Justin Fields, and Miami moves back to eight. I don't have what else would be involved in the trade because who cares for for this exercise here. But I, I think we could certainly see that happen. Uh, Justin Fields is a slightly smaller Cam Newton who can throw the football better. You know, he's just as mobile as Cam. He's just as tough. He's not quite as big because who is, but he's much more natural thrower of the football. And that is going to fit so beautifully in Joe Brady's offense if this goes down. Now, originally I had Fields going at four to Atlanta. I'm cooling off on the idea that Atlanta drafts a quarterback. So I put Chase here, Julio Jones getting a long, a little bit longer in the tooth, and Jamar Chase, you get, you get the best wide receiver in the class, and uh, an heir apparent there to Julio Jones. Uh, and you know, just remember, he was better than Justin Jefferson in 2019 on the LSU team. Not by much, but he was better. Uh, number five, I don't change anything from 1.0. I have the Cincinnati Bengals taking Penny Sewell. They need to protect Joe Burrow. And number six, I don't have the Eagles changing, although things have changed for the Eagles since 1.0. Now Carson Wentz is officially out. I do not see the Eagles taking a quarterback. I know that that Twitter has gone wild with like all the suggestion of the Eagles potentially taking a quarterback here. I don't see it happening. I don't see them trading up. I think they do address wide receiver. They get Devontae Smith. They add him to Jalen Rager, and you got a nice little one-two combo there for Jalen Hurts. Now, at seven, the first go-round, 1.0, I had Trey Lance going there. Detroit doesn't need a quarterback any longer because I had originally thought they were going to get rid of Stafford but have a need. They don't have the need. Jared Goff, whether you like it or not, is going to be the starting quarterback. So what do they need? Well, they need wide receiver. They could go that route here, but I think they they more desperately do need to address the defensive side of the ball. So I have them taking Caleb Farley, big body corner. We got a couple big body corners in this year's class. Uh, really could step right in and really contribute to them, uh, you know, right out of the gate. So now we have Miami at eight. Originally, I did have Kyle Pitts going to Carolina in this spot. Miami's not going to take Kyle Pitts. I have them taking Jalen Waddle, and this one just makes too much sense for me. Wide receiver is a position of need. You are now, by making this trade, committing to Tua Tungavailoa as your guy, so why not get one of his weapons from the college level in Jalen Waddle? I mean, that makes too much sense to me, so Waddle there. Denver would love this because initially, first go-round, I had Mac Jones going to Denver at nine. By the way, when I did this a month ago, the idea that Mac Jones could go in the top 10 seemed a bit far-fetched. That idea doesn't seem that far-fetched any longer. However, I have Denver going with Trey Lance here. Trey Lance falls into their lap. The, the challenge with Trey Lance, obviously, we don't have a huge body of work from the college level, especially last year, but... 
I think that the the mobility, the the arm talent, just too much to pass up. And then pairing him with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, and Noah Fant. Giddy up, baby. Dallas uh, at 10. Now, I had Dallas taking Caleb Farley in the first draft. I, I still have them with a corner, but obviously Farley off the board. So I go with Patrick Sertain out of Alabama. Second year in a row, they would draft an Alabama cornerback. Pair him up with Trayvon Diggs. You have two big-body corners there, high football IQ. Now, all of a sudden, that secondary is starting to look very formidable. The Giants, the first go-round, I had him taking Jalen Waddell. I don't have him going wide receiver this time. Interior defensive line is a strength for them, especially if they lock Leonard Williams up to a long-term deal. So let's strengthen the edge. Let's grab Quiddy Pay, who... Man, this kid has such a high ceiling out of Michigan. Gives you a strong edge presence to develop there, uh, and and really comes he comes in with with a lot of skills too. I'm not saying that he's any slouch, but there's still even room to to grow with him. So it's really appealing. Now, number twelve, San Francisco. I had Sertain going there originally. They will have a need at cornerback, but. When I looked at this board and the way that things unfolded, well, there's a player who I mentioned in 1.0 who has not gone yet, and his name is Kyle Pitts. I have Kyle Pitts going to San Francisco. Now, I know immediately what you might think. Like, okay, they don't need a tight end. They have George Kittle. Hear me out. George Kittle is an inline tight end. You could bring in Kyle Pitts as a move option, and in theory, you could line up with George Kittle, Kyle Pitts, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk all on the field at the same time. Good luck defending that. That would be really intriguing. 12 personnel looks from that San Francisco team. Really, really interesting. Uh, the Chargers on the board here at 13. Same as last time. I haven't taken Rayshon Slater. Uh, protect your quarterback, right? Uh, Minnesota, I did have them initially taking Quiddy Pay in the first mock draft this time I haven't taken Christian Darasaw uh one of the he could you know he's right up there maybe he is the best run blocking offensive lineman in this year's class we know Minnesota loves to run the football 15 New England it was tempting this time round to go with Mac Jones here and maybe we'll see where Mac Jones goes in in uh 3.0 which will be out in the beginning of April but I ended up going with Micah Parsons who I went last go round uh, really the best off-ball linebacker in this year's class. Uh, same pick for Arizona. Now, initially when I when I did this mock draft, I, I wrote this thing up actually over the weekend. Gregory Rousseau out of Miami, who I had in 1.0, I just went with him again because they do need to address edge. Now, that was, of course, before J.J. Watt. Now, J.J. Watt's not necessarily going to be full-time edge for them by any means. He's going to be interior, so I still think they do address edge. So I'm not going to change this pick. Maybe when we get to 3.0, I go in a slightly different direction. Uh, same pick for the Raiders at 17, Jeremiah Wusukaramoa, the linebacker out of Notre Dame. Undersized, but a three-down linebacker. They need to address defense there. Same thing for Miami. Their second pick, uh, Zaven Collins out of Tulsa, another linebacker, big-body linebacker, very different than uh, uh, Karamoa. But um, anyway, 19, Washington. Washington no longer has Alex Smith on the roster. They go with Mac Jones. They need a quarterback. They go with Mac Jones. Now, not a you know not a, as high of a ceiling as some of the other guys on the board here. 
And, you know, of course, his, his former college teammate, Tua Tungavailoa, paying him compliments, saying he's a more mobile Tom Brady. Well, he's, he's, a, he's a winning quarterback at the college level who can really excel in the short and intermediate. And getting the ball to guys like uh, Terry McLaurin in space, I think that's really appealing. Chicago is going to have a need at wide receiver, so I still have them with Rashad Bateman, who I had in uh, the first go-round out of uh, Minnesota. Kid is a stud. Indianapolis, first go-round, I had him taking Aziz Ojolari. I have him taking Aziz Ojolari, edge out of Georgia. They need some help at edge. Uh, they're, they got old pretty quickly there. First go-round, 22, I, I had Tennessee taking J.C. Horn, the cornerback out of South Carolina. This time round. I felt like I was a little too low on Jalen Phillips, the edge out of Miami. I'm worried about Phillips' injury history. He does have the concussion history. But at the same time, when you watch this kid play, he's such a stud that I can see them going after him. And and I, I really think I was a little too low on him last time. Uh, 23, I had Travis Etienne going to the Jets the first go-round. Uh, this time, you know, now that I'm thinking more about it, I don't see them going lux- slightly luxury pick with a running back there, even though it is the second pick that they have in the first round. I see them getting a strong corner who can play for them, you know, for years to come in J.C. Horn. His father was a pro, so, you know, he comes from that pedigree. His father was a pretty good pro at that. Comes from that pedigree, so that helps. Uh, 24, th- there's no secret. The Steelers need to address offensive line. Last time I had him taking Tevin Jenkins. Uh, this time, actually, I think they, they might go for somebody who gives him some versatility along the interior in Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. Marquise Pouncey retired. Villanueva is gone, the tackle. But David DeCastro as well, not what he used to be. So they need some help there. Uh, 25, offensive line, the first go-round, I had him taking Jacksonville, that is Elijah Vera Tucker. This time, he's off the board, so I have him taking Sam Cosme out of Texas. Maybe one of the most consistent offensive linemen in this year's class. Uh, Really solid pass blocker there. You know, and again, protect your investment with the first pick overall. Cleveland, I had taken Christian Barmore. I might be too low on him. Again, I'm probably still too low on him. Maybe he moves up in the next draft. They do need interior help. The only other place I had considered putting him, though, was 14. And that's the weird thing. Like, I, I think he is a top 20 guy. But I don't see a lot of places for him to go in the top 20. So that's why he keeps falling in my mock drafts. Anyway, um, same pick there. 27, I actually had Rondale Moore first go round. I think uh, Baltimore uh, actually addresses edge here. Yannick Ngakwe, Tyus Bowser could be both be free agents. I don't know if they tag Ngakwe here. So I haven't taken Jason Oway out of Penn State. Nick Bolton is the same pick I had for the the Saints the last go round so Nick Bolton linebacker out of Missouri they need an upgrade there uh Green Bay first draft same pick this time uh in 2.0 Kadarius Tony I know it's not going to happen I know they're not going to draft a wide receiver but I really want them to and this would be a fun one for them to draft uh Buffalo I had him taking Jalen Phillips last time I said how that was you know I, I was too low on him uh, this time, I have them taking Tevin Jenkins, who I think maybe I was too high on first go-round, but I do think he has a first-round talent. You get an offensive lineman in there, and again, you know, at this point, they have some holes to plug, but they don't have any major gaps there on that Buffalo team, so you get, you know, you get some help there for Josh Allen, and that's a good thing. 31. Now, originally, I had the Chiefs picking at 32. I had them taking Wyatt Davis, offensive guard out of Ohio State. The more I look at it, though, 
the more I see them needing wide receiver help, and they're in a position where I think they can get away with drafting a wide receiver uh, here in in this spot, and maybe not have to, uh, you know, over prioritize. Uh, offensive line because I think they'll be able to get offensive line potentially throughout the draft. So I have him taking Rondale Moore in this spot. Love the athleticism. Uh, there's clips of him out there with a 42-inch vert, so that's pretty solid. Nice explosive ability, and that another dynamic weapon for Patrick Mahomes. So last time around, I had Tampa t- picking at 31, uh, Jason Oway. This time, they were obviously picking at 32. I did not go edge. And I looked at the roster and I said, okay, you got a lot of pieces in place here. Defensively, yes, you could use some help along the edge. I don't really, I didn't like who I had left on my board in terms of edge talent. And then I looked on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Offensive line, good. Quarterback, yeah, you're good. Wide receiver, you're good. Tight end, you're good. Running back. Hmm. So let's do it. Travis Etienne to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to round out round one. How effing sexy would that be right there? It's a bit of a luxury pick, but you know what? Travis Etienne, or if it's Najee Harris, I don't freaking care, but I went with Etienne, and the reason why is because of his home run hitting ability. You don't have that with Harris. Harris is a super complete back, but Etienne has that home run hitting ability that I think is super appealing here. You know, you get a three-down skill set. He could, you know, really fit in well with what we've seen historically out of a Bruce Arians offense. You know, and obviously now Byron Leftwich offense. I think that'd be so much fun, and that'd be a sexy way to end day one of the draft. So there you go, mock draft 2.0. Later this week, I'm gonna break down some optimal landing spots for the top free agents on the at the skill positions so you know we'll set ourselves up for next week for the little free agency frenzy uh but top landing spots on the show uh so that'll be fun coming up later on uh this week uh, do me a favor though go check out uh the mock draft go check out the big board that's all over at ftnfantasy.com and ftnbets.com don't forget check out our college basketball March Madness guide. That thing's freaking awesome. It's on pre-sale right now. We're, we're heading up to March Madness. Not too far away, man. Two weeks. Two weeks, baby. Uh, keep reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate everybody's support there. It's easy to do if you have an iPhone. All you have to do is open up the podcast app. Go to my show, The Rant with Jeff Radcliffe. Scroll to the bottom. Click the stars and you're done. At Jeff Radcliffe on Twitter. At Jeff Radcliffe on Instagram. And uh, yeah, man, later in the week, free agency stuff. If anybody wants NASCAR, I'll do it. But uh, as of now, th- I, no uh, uh, crickets. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised right there. Anyway, uh, that will do it. So I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs>